calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. It's kind of a crazy episode. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. That's my new theme song, but just for this episode, uh, because it's kind of a crazy episode and I'm not sure what's going to happen. We are flying by the seat of our pants today. We're rearranging our guests. We're having a little rearranged guest moment, but we do have something really awesome that we're going to play you in a little bit, which is a phone call I got to have today with A-Bong from Real Housewives of D.C., my favorite Real Housewife anything besides Bobby Zarin ever. And I just, he was such a ball of fun, energy, light, like just giving, he was just get like, he was giving us the most. Christina actually looked over at me and was like, I love him. Like halfway during the phone. Because I mean, you just can't not. He's just a fun person. Great, great person. And dated a very tiny woman and he's a very large black man it's i'm sorry like there's just no other way to say it it's a great image uh she's like you know probably had 20 years on him or something so i was just kind of like you go girl um and he wrote a cool book about business so we're going to be talking about small business actually i think he's probably going to become part of my howard stern gang which i'm very excited it's i mean it's the malls gang really but um you know we have chrissy the front and she is going to be like talking a little bit with us today and um we have christina lopez here wait, wait what's your name again kelsey we have Kelsey. Kelsey's Christie's <laughs> friend who's visiting from where are you from? New Jersey. New Jersey. She has the cutest little haircut. We definitely should take a picture of her haircut because it's good hairspiration for our... It is. It's so cute. I love it. And it's so cute in the back, too. Thank you. It's fun. Um, yeah. Okay, wait. Boy Next Door. 
I went to a very aggressive 10.40 a.m. showing of <laughs> the boy next door yesterday morning. Because I knew my boyfriend was coming back into town after being gone for a, a while. And I like was not going to get to see it that night. But I needed to see it the day that it came out. So I went to this, I was like, sure, I'll bring my Starbucks. Go with Christina Lopez. Ed, of course, Ed flaked. Um, but it was his loss. Because Christina and Lo- Christina Lopez and I like got a lot of life. Like we did. It was, you accurately described it as a big budget lifetime movie which I think is very, like, accurate. It was a lot like my favorite movie, No Good Deed. Um, I talk about No Good Deed all the time. If you haven't seen it, you're playing yourself. It's probably a $3.99 rental uh, in HD. And you don't even have to do that. You can just, like, I always rent an SD because it's cheaper and I can't really tell the difference. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, like, watching, like, I'm not buying Arrow in HD. Is that a show? Yes. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't know what that is. It's... Archery is very three years ago, I feel. Is it about archery? It's about someone who is an ar- like a superhero, but yeah. is an archer, yes. I'm out of work TV writer. I should not be talking <laughs> shit on Arrow. They have a lot going on over there, and I would love to be a part of the team. Um, <laughs> the Boy Next Door, though, was absolutely fantastic. I do have to say, I had... I'm going to do some spoiler alert. Like, I'm sure half of you are, like, going to just rent this in six months anyway. So treat yourself and just listen now. Um, Yeah, definitely. It's either a rental or go, like, a little buzzed. Yeah. We went at 1040 in the morning. So we were unfortunately not buzzed. But very (laughs) much, like, getting life still from – because I think it's nice when you wake up in the morning, you're a little bit groggy, and you walk downstairs, and you put on TV, and you get, like, an extra hour of lounging on the couch – watching a lifetime movie maybe you treat yourself to something like that on a saturday that's kind of what it felt like except it was a friday um and we were surrounded by uh a lot of asians like little old asians Uh, a lot of like old people that you could just tell like walk to the movies like early in the morning on fridays a couple of like another like set of girlfriends but they were like older older women like definitely moms and my scenario for them was that they like to drop their kids off and like go see a movie together and then like go do the shopping for the weekend and then go home like get the house ready and get the kids that's their life but they get their movie in and I love that for them I hope that's their their life and then there was a couple that like clearly look like they've been up doing drugs all night and (laughs) walked into the movie theater like I guess we could do this while we're coming down like waiting for the Xanax to kick in, like after their fucking all night long like coke bender or something, like kind of like a, a Chrissy the friend turn party. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call yeah. them around here. Um, but I, it was the most violent. It, I saw one of the most honestly for that br- like brand of movie. I saw one of the most creatively violent things I ever saw during a fight scene. Yeah, it was very, very violent and very sexual. Like, I was really shocked at how far, like, they went in that he, sex like, scene. He, like, ate her out. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I was like, Jennifer. But by the way, like, all right, I'm just going to say this. He was 19. That's not illegal. I know. What? Molly turned to me during, like, when he's like, oh, I'm almost 20. Molly turned to me and she was like, he's not <laughs> underage. Like, I, I was, was furious. Because that I was 
furious because I was like, you just fucking cheated me of the female pedophile drama that I thought I was coming to see at 1045 in this morning. I really, really thought he was going to be on some 16 years old shit. And that like that, those were the stakes. Like what that happens in the news, Jennifer Lopez can't just fucking sack up. And like, I bet that like, they like added that scene later and like, it probably like disturbed the executives when he was originally like, I'm 17. Like, cause that's probably originally what he was. If he was supposed to be a senior, like who was a t- almost 20 year old senior. Cause why he was orphaned. Who cares? He like, he, he explained that he was like lost for a couple of years there. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He was lost for a couple of years there, but yeah. Yeah, it was on one. It was really... I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was on a good one. There was a couple, like, small, like, LOLs, like, little chuckles that, like, house, you know, like... What was it? I'm blanking right now. Oh, the the shoes, I think, definitely had me. Oh, yeah. When she was, like, wearing, like, the sexy... Oh, his lines, yeah. Yeah, like, he was, like... He's, like, women wear those to be sexy, but you don't need to try. Yeah. (laughs) Women who wear those are trying to be sexy, but you don't have to try. Yeah. And then when he fucking dropped the C-bomb, oh, you will yeah. get treated to Kristen a C-bomb. Kristen Chenoweth is in this movie. That's who that was? Yeah. Okay, she had kind of a transformation. Like, she did. She kind of murdered it in that movie. She did, yeah. But I don't believe that she and J-Lo would be friends. Like, I didn't understand their friendship. Like, I get it. She's So she plays the vice principal. And Jennifer Lopez is a teacher of literary classics in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, that's right I totally like thank god I that you said that because that's great and I completely forgot that that happened and she's like whoever would uh, she probably got to pick her subject or no like was it was it the story of Homer reflected in some way I don't know I <laughs> because like what is that Homer thing that he was talking about the Iliad, the Iliad yeah. Yeah. and he was gave her a fucking first edition and it was all like he's like I got it at a yard sale for a dollar I'm like you fucking probably raped and murdered someone to get that book. <laughs> you sick fuck. He's like sexy, but also very creepy throughout the entire movie. Like you see his butt. He's naked a couple times. It he- makes you realize how ridiculous like the crush was with yeah. Alicia Silverstone because that movie is like, oh, but she's like a 15 year old girl. Like, sure, the shit she's doing is evil. But like, you know, how bad could she really like hurt him? And then this movie, you're just like, you're kind of semi watching like uh, there's a couple scenes that like completely seem like oh my god is he about to rape her like just like it was like very and that made me very afraid because that's like that's the other side of the you know that's the other side of that same situation is that when all of a sudden when the store tears like the tables are turned and it becomes a guy like that that is very a truly chilling tale i mean it's I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a little like that part of it kind of freaked me out a couple of times because I was like, Oh, he could really, and they did a good job of making it seem like part of his psychosis was like, he needed to protect her from herself. Didn't you say you thought Jennifer Lopez was trying to play Jewish? No, no, I didn't understand (laughs) at one point because they're the movie set in California. And, um, at one point she looks at her son and she's like, get all that schmutz all off for yourself. And it's, she does she does it in a very, like, New Yorker way that just didn't seem authentic to the character. Yeah. What like, do you think about her always playing some, like, random ass, like, when, what, didn't she play Greek in one movie? Yeah, we talked she was, about this. She was Greek. I don't know if people want to hear me talk about this. I think that this is, I think this is something worth talking about, especially to our 18% of Hispanic mommies who listen to us. Shout out to our Hispanic mommies. 
Uh, yeah. So she was Greek in one movie. In The Wedding Planner, she was Italian. And um, I can't remember what she was in Monster-in-Law. Yeah, she was in, yeah, she was Italian in that movie. The only movie I could think of that where she played someone of any sort of... Oh, Made in Manhattan. Yeah. It was because when she was she playing was a, a fucking playing maid. A maid. Yeah. That was the only movie where... Oh, no, you're allowed to talk, on It's okay. You can say yes. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't know how much noise we were making. Oh, my God. Oh, no, you guys are good. Um, but, yeah, Selena, too. I mean, always. Oh, yeah. Mexican again. Yeah, Mexican. She wasn't Puerto Rican and made in Manhattan? I never saw that movie. Oh, it's actually, like, kind of good. That's what I, I hear. I saw it again recently, and it was, yeah, it was, like, definitely worth it for me. So you might want to get back in there. I advise that you rewatch Made in Manhattan. <laughs> All right, let's take our calls. Hey, Miles. My name is Chris. I am an artist, uh, 29 years old, in Virginia. Um, and anyways, I was just watching um, your most recent show, uh, today's the 21st of January, and I saw you did the angel card reading, and I thought that was really sweet. I actually um, just started getting into angel cards about six or eight months ago, and I've always been kind of into the spiritual stuff, but I um, wasn't too sure about the angel cards and calling the angels and all that, but since I've been doing it, I was introduced to it by some, um, some friends, and I went on a, a um, meditation retreat um, in North Carolina, and the... Um, one of the main subjects was talking to um, angels through the angel cards, so it was pretty cool. But anyways, I thought that was pretty sweet that you did that. Um, I recently got tapped into Doreen Virtue. She does a weekly angel card reading on her YouTube page, which has been really beneficial, um, just giving insight into, like, what's going on in the world, what's going on personally, um, and the energy of it is really great. Um, so the question I have for you is, um, do you find it hard to explain um, your angel cards uh, you're using of angel cards to your friends, or is everybody pretty much into it? I am. Um, I've been really fortunate because um, since I've been getting into this um, type of stuff, I've had a lot of new friends come into my life. Um, you know, possibly with the help of angel guidance and things like that. But um, it's it's really cool, and I just was wondering if you found it hard to um, talk to your friends about angel cards um, and kind of integrate that type of spirituality into your social life. Anyways, Malls, um, it's been great um, listening to your show. Uh, love and light, and have a great day. Hey, Chris. Okay, I love that you do angel cards. That is awesome. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the angel card readings that I do in the show. It's a deck of cards by a woman named Doreen Virtue, who I'm dying to have on this podcast. So if anyone has a direct connection to Doreen Virtue, I would legit like die to have her on the pod and maybe – do a little angel reading for me because, you know, I do them for everyone else and um, maybe for one of you guys, too. I don't know. We'll see if we have time. Anyway, um, I uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot of hate for the angel cards. I don't know if you listened to the first podcast where I brought out my angel cards, but like every it was with Cassie Steele. Every single person at this table laughed at me and was so mean to me up until I did the reading and then jaws were dropped. Even Cassie, who I could barely contain the entire podcast, was like, damn, that's true. Like, that's true. So I think angel cards are incredibly true. What I let angel cards do is I let them speak for themselves. Like, I will do an angel card reading even for a hater because I think that they, they need the angels the most and they always are proven wrong. Like, always. Like, I have this one friend who has mostly guy, like, older guy friends that are, that are, like, in their, like, four, or, like, 
mid, mid to late 40s, okay? Which is like, I, I don't know. I just think it's weird. And I never understand why they hang out. And I think they look like a fucking AA group when they all hang out together. It's really weird. Uh, but she brought some of these guys over to my house one night. And, you know, one of them was like being a little bit ornery. And I was I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I had no idea what to do. I didn't want to hang out with these people, but I was doing it. So I brought out my angels and immediately I start getting shaded by this guy so hard. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, but that's true. And like I did one for his friend and his friend was like, wow, that was like really, it was really accurate. And he's like, dude, he's like, you're just reading too much into it. He's like, this is too, this is just like, you you could say that about anything. He's like, oh, any of these things. Like, And I was like, it's not about, maybe that's true. I was like, maybe it is true that you could say that about anything, but it doesn't mean it's not nice to hear it. Like, just chill the fuck out. Like, we're going to do an angel card reading for you. So I, you know, I was a little offended because as you know, if the angels have changed your life, you feel very connected to them. You're like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like, also at the same time, like haters going to hate, which I think the angels would appreciate my, you know, sort of passive attitude at the same time. So I do this guy's reading anyway, like cut to the chase. The motherfucker winds up like crying a little bit. Like, he cried a little bit. That's how powerful the angels were for him. Okay? Now, uh, clearly this person sounds like a damn mess, right? So <laughs> you got to take that into account. Maybe sometimes I once did a podcast and I, like, cried the entire time. And it was not because it was such a great podcast. It was because I was going through a really tough time. So that's – I'm just – I'm saying – you know, don't, I mean, I don't think the angels made him cry. I'm not going to say that, but I do think that the angels made him cry. So that there is something to say about that. And it made it turned a non-hater. It turned a hater into a non-hater. He was like, really? And I just was like, I looked at him after and I was like, aren't you ashamed for like hating on my angels so hard? Like you're in my house and you're hating on my fucking angels. Like then I kind of gave it to him because I just needed to like, you know, I'd seen the man cry. I officially had the upper hand. <laughs> So I did the whole time. It was my fucking house. Why am I talking about this? Point is, Chris, I think it's really rad that you do this. Maybe you can do an angel card reading on me. I want someone to do an angel card reading on me. Um, I found out about these, by the way, from Ed Hansen and uh, via Stevie Ryan, who is like really good at really good at angels and really into all that stuff. And she was the one that so just to credit her because I use them all the time and don't want to be like secretly like not crediting stevie because she introduced me to cool shot all right uh keep it real and don't let anyone fucking hate on your angels let the angels tell them who they are next call hey malls it's jen i just called and left an embarrassingly long version of this message and got cut off <laughs> so i'm gonna leave it a lot shorter this time and more to the point because i definitely need advice so I have two friends, good friends, a guy and a girl, and I met the girl through my guy friend. Um, her name is Stacy. His name is Tom. And um, they um, were they dated like six years ago or something, and then broke up. And she, Stacy, dated another guy for most of the time I've known her. And Tom um, went to it like was off at another college while Stacy and I were at the same college. So I'm good friends with both of them. They used to date a long time ago, and now they're back together, living together. Um, it happened really suddenly, like six months ago or something. My problem is that I, after being good friends with Tom for a long time, had um, a brief period of time where I was hooking up with him, which was 
pretty much just hooking up, but sort of felt like dating because we had been such good friends before. Um, we had a falling out. We stopped that. And like a year later, now they are dating. My situation is I feel really uncomfortable because I never told Stacy about me and Tom because I always felt like even though she'd been dating someone else, she still had a thing for him. And now that they're dating, I get calls from her all the time telling me how happy she is and how loved she is and thanking me for being there with her through the whole thing because I was sort of her through line to him during the period that they weren't dating because I knew him. And I just feel incredibly guilty. Even though I know that technically I didn't do anything wrong, I feel like um, I should have told her then or maybe I should tell her now that we had had this thing. Um, because even though it was just hooking up, it was for a fair amount of time. And I feel like one of our mutual friends is going to tell her or he's going to tell her. Or even if no one tells her, I just feel guilty. But I also feel like if I do tell her that happened, it might ruin their relationship now. And then I would feel guilty about that. So please help me. Um, tell me if I'm being too dramatic or too something. I probably am. But every time I text her and don't hear back from her, I'm afraid that she has found out that he and I had a thing or whatever. Um, and irrationally, because I know that I didn't do anything wrong technically, but I feel like she would still be um, angry with me. Thanks, girl. Love the pod. <laughs> Hopefully I'll hear back from you. Bye. Okay, this call gives me the worst fucking anxiety ever. <laughs> I have such bad anxiety right now. Okay, this is what my opinion is on sharing about previous hookups and relationships when it could possibly hurt someone. Don't do it. Like, it's happened in the past. It's He is probably shitting his pants that you're going to tell her. He's probably, you think the stakes aren't equally high for him to just, not because it does, not because you guys did anything wrong by hooking up. You guys didn't do anything wrong by hooking up. You, the, if, as long as you guys were in a clear breakup, they were in a clear breakup. What are they? Stacy and Tom. As long as Stacy and Tom were clearly broken up, you, Jen, fucking Tom is fine because people like that is how. Uh, sadly I have to say like penises and vaginas and work in the world like that's just how they that's just it there's only so many people you know this guy you felt safe with him like yes he dated your friend for a very long time but like now he does not date your friend for and and people change a lot after during relationships and new experiences like you, you probably were seeing a new side of him that doesn't mean you were like dying to fuck tom the whole time like that was like your secret goal was just like fuck tom and you like hate stacy that's that would be demented but i think that what happened was you just like were attracted to your friend and you guys hooked up and it sucks but like he used to date one of your really good friends and for you to go to her now and to tell her that when clearly everyone in this situation is probably a little bit sensitive about it just sent that everyone has a right to be sensitive about this but no one really has a right to be angry about this unless like the terms of tom and stacy getting back together were like did you fuck jen and he was like <laughs> no way stacy probably is none the wiser and to like bring this to her attention when she's like excited and happy in her new relationship about something he did when they weren't together is just like it's it's like selfish. It's like throwing a bomb in someone's life for no reason. And like, I, I understand your guilt because you feel an allegiance to your friend and you probably are not in a place where you like 
can kind of step away from it and realize that these things happen. I don't know, Chris. Does do either does anyone disagree with me? Like, do you think I don't disagree at all? Because I don't know. I've been in similar situations. Like, to like one of my good friends was dating another one of my good friends. They broke up. I hooked up with that guy, <clears throat> and then I ended up telling her, and it was just kind of like okay. Like she was right. like, "Why are you like?" She was like, "Oh, I'm like." Glad you told me, but also, like, what? Like, she just seemed kind of put off by me sharing that information. We're still friends, but it definitely didn't help or hurt our friendship for her to know. But that's because of the kind of person she is. So, like, it could have hurt her for me to just tell her that when it's not even relevant anymore. Right. So I just feel like what you're telling her is, like, it's kind of irrelevant now. If you were like fucking life. her when they first started dating again or fucking him. Fucking him. I mean, <laughs> you probably are fucking Stacy too. Who knows? <laughs> but if you, no, you have to alleviate, if like, if you, if it was a brief thing that happened and time, yeah. a significant portion of time has passed and you are over it, I know that there's been weirdness between you. I have a feeling old Tom is going to forgive you because I think that he knows that you're sitting we're both sitting with something that is uncomfortable and, and like just don't let it create weird tension. Like no. don't text Tom and be like, I wonder if Stacy's gonna find out. Like if that's something that you're doing, then you know you're doing something wrong. But if you just want this to be in the past and so does he, then just leave it there. Let yeah. It yeah. Right. Yeah. I just think he's like he's not with you. He's with her now. She can, it's like, that's, he's with her now. Like yeah. he, it's like, that's, that's it. Like that's, it's, life goes on. His life has moved on. He has just let people move on and not like there's the past just can be very ugly if you want it to be. All right. Actually, I want to do some letters and, uh, there's this one that came in this week that's so salacious. I actually read it in advance. I know normally I don't do that. I don't know if you guys give a shit whether or not I'm surprised when I hear this stuff. But this time I know what's up and I really wanted to address it as soon as possible. Hi, Miles and friends. My best friend Eric slept with this girl way back in September this year. She was new in town and none of us really knew her. We'd just seen her around happy hour and at parties. So anyway... The condom broke and he called me to get plan B the next day. I keep it on hand for such occasions and then promptly forgot about the whole thing. So this girl's the girl kind of started hanging out with her friends and we kind of got to know her and she's sweet and also in a long term serious relationship. Her boyfriend got engaged. Her and her boyfriend got engaged over the holidays and then last weekend posted on Facebook that she's pregnant. So all of our friends know about the hookup and the condom situation and they're pressuring Eric to at least talk to her about the very real possibility that he is the daddy. We are all big fans of the pod and you since the defamer day is Natch and we were drinking about it last night. I love the expression drinking about it. Uh, Since we have a group of six and we're uh, split on whether or not he needs to confront her, we came to this conclusion about whatever you say goes. Um, Sorry. They came to the conclusion that whatever they say or whatever I say goes. So wait. I just there's this emoji that's really distracting me at the bottom. And this is a very important letter to me. And I just have to, I'm going to have to fold. This is a neurotic moment for me. <laughs> I'm folding the paper over to finish the rest of this letter because this emoji is like killing me. It's the sunglasses. sunglasses emoji, uh, which is kind of delightful given the context of this letter. <laughs> 
All right. She writes, for context, we're all 30-ish with like 85% of our collective shit together. When I congratulated her via text on the baby and asked her how far along she was, she said between three and four months. And it's quite a miracle since her fiance was in Europe for most of September. We also have an update uh, from her that came in via email that just essentially said that she is the kind of the mom of her group and this pregnant woman has been coming to her and expressing all of her anxieties about being pregnant and um it just it seems a lot deeper than just like what kind of diapers should I buy like it's pretty intense so all right first of all the good news is is you guys are probably gonna know when the baby comes out I'm not I mean I I don't even I just think that you just know when the baby comes out you just know Look at that. How many times has that happened? Even Do with you? La- like Larry Burkhead with Danny Lynn, the uh, little Anna Nicole baby. What about Khloe Kardashian? Isn't she supposed to be a uh, an OJ baby? She an OJ like- baby. I also were Lionel Richie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I believe. I feel like not when the baby comes out, but when the baby grows up. All right. When- well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is what I would do. I would like, oh, oh, there's like a couple things I would do. Okay. You could do it a couple ways. All right. You can elect yourself as the mother of the group. And this is scary to find a conversational way to bring it up with her. Because if he brings it up with her, then it's going to automatically turn into like a whole thing. With you, the odds are she probably will break down and confess the truth. I believe that because she obviously thinks she can trust you to begin with. And I don't mean like she thinks she can trust you, like deceive her. Like, I mean, like this is a person that wants to confide confide in you naturally. And she's obviously coming to you and bringing up topics that are difficult to her because she wants to tempt fate. This girl can go find another friend. I'm sure she has some fucking loser on Facebook who's like secretly obsessed with her. She can like be messaging with if she really wants to. There's a reason why she's going to you. Maybe she's not happy in her engagement. Maybe she's freaked out. Maybe uh, I don't I, I don't I don't know. But I do know girls who have pulled stunts similar to this where they kind of move to town, fucking blow everything over in the entire town, leaving complete devastation and like just like reckless, reckless shit everywhere they walk and not giving a fuck. And then, like, it resulting in something as serious as, like, the paternity of a child. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Be afraid of the new girl in town. That's all I will say. That's lesson number one. Here's another thing you could do. You could go to Eric and you can say, dude, look, you have to find a way to bring it up to her. And I think that you extending your congratulations is a good jumping off point for a conversation. And just saying like, congratulations. I'm really like, you know, I'm really happy for you. Maybe he does believe she'd be a good mother. He can say something like that. And then he can say, look, like I just, you know, I know what happened between us was a, like, you know, not too far away from when you got pregnant and I just like want to know if there if like you were ever afraid of anything like that having happened and just say like and it also Eric needs to be very clear on his end goal if he is the type of guy that's going to like want to find out what the paternity of this child is no matter what and then raise this child and be a part of its life then like I, I think that he should 
I think he should all by all means grow a sack and go after it the way that he should. But if this is something that he everyone's going to like if the whether or not he's a father is going to be tiptoed around because you don't want to like ruin this relationship. I don't know if you're like I, I don't I don't know if that's right either. Like I think that you he needs to face this head on. Same time if he like doesn't want to be a part does if he, if he doesn't want to be a part of his life, then the baby's life, then maybe mind his own fucking business. I don't know. I think you'll know when the baby comes out. And if he cares, if he cares to find out, then he should make an effort to do it. But also, you can't take this too much on yourself. Maybe if you, I mean, look, if you want to ask her, who cares if she goes away? Who is she to begin with? Like, she's some random that came in, shook everything up in your friend group. Make, you guys are all sitting around drinking together, like, wondering about whether or not your friend's life is being ruined. And, um, or, you know, something major is happening to him. And... I think that you uh, you need to just confront her head on. I would do it if I were you. I mean, you can let him do it if you want, but I would also want an explanation just as this person that's supposed to be a friend to her and knows about this thing and, you know, it being like, duh. Like, it is a little <laughs> duh, you know? Like, you can... I would just look at her and be like, girl, like, do you ever worry that he could be the father of your child? Plumbing is not always effective. Do you ever worry that he could be the father of your child? Like, if she even took the shit. I mean, obviously, that's, like, the big question is, like, is this bitch that sneaky? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Also, that's just another, like, thing. I've heard this happen a lot between, like, girls and guys and stuff. This is, like, pro it's probably smart to take the plan B in front of the guy. Because I've heard this come up a lot about whether or not, like, she even took it. Like, that's, like, the drama that I'm always hearing about where I'm just, like, I'm so fucking happy that I'm in a relationship right now. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I would just, I would demand an answer for myself. Because, like, you don't have time for that. Like, this is, like, I always think about, like, what about a scenario where, like, someone goes to a therapist and lies to their therapist every single time they see them? And, like, that as far as... Like in high school. You did? <laughs> you I just, would, yeah, I felt nervous. So I would just go and like lie. Make up a whole world. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And like I always like what is like what about an adult that chooses to do that though? Because that's like basically what she's doing. You know what I mean? Lying to a therapist? In a way. She's going to you and having a conversation about everything but the conversation, which is the fact that she's not fucking nervous about she wants like, someone to bring it up. Breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. She's like going and begging to fight. She's begging to be found out. Yeah. Turning the scene of the crime much? Like, what are you doing? She wants she's dying. She she'd be relieved, I think. If somebody yeah, if someone brings it up, she would be relieved. Why else would she keep coming around? Like, why is she friends with you guys if she yeah, want someone to be like so. I'm sure you guys are really cool, but I right. don't think you're that cool. <laughs> no offense, and I think you know that too. All right, so I told you about it earlier. Now we're gonna play you the interview with Abong, which is gonna be so chic. I'm so excited for this. I don't know what it is. He is like a little bit like a uh, 
don't know, like you ever see like a documentary and like no one in it really particularly moves you except for this one character that's like way off on the side and like getting their life and like out of control. That's what he is to me, but he's not out of control. But like I just always would be looking for him every week. Like where's Abong? Like is this going to happen? Are we going to – I talk about this in the interview a little bit. I fanned out a little. Um, but it was – it's almost like I'm going to be honest, straight up bizarre that you could go from – writing blog entries and giggling with your roommate about um, a guy who was dating uh, someone on Real Housewives of DC in your apartment. And now this person fucking four years later is on my podcast. That's weird. Life's weird. I just burped a little. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it happens. And this is a a lot of what he has to say about things. He's a lot of great business philosophies and the startups. Uh, I have his book right here. It's called uh, Start Me Up, The No Business Plan Business Plan. Start Me Up, The No Business Plan Business Plan. New pick which one you like, Christina. (laughs) Uh, But no, he sent it to us overnight. He like overnighted it to Christina's recording studio. And... um, (laughs) This is he he inscribed it. We're going to add this to our please advise uh, Hall of Fame with our um, bottle of vodka from Ariana from Vanderpump Rules and also the magic eight ball from Cassie Steele. We're building up quite a little treasure trove and we'd like you to contribute to it if you're a future guest on please advise just FYI. We we should get a fucking P.O. box. How much is that? Like ten dollars? Uh, I want to do that. Um, yeah, we should do that. Send me things. I want things. Um, okay, so he uh, signed his book. Abong signed his book for me, and I'm going to read it. I haven't seen it yet. Christina wanted me to read it as a surprise to me. Molly, thanks for the comedic genius you've brought to this world. I'm forever enamored. Best Abong. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, there's a P.S. P.S. Numbers aren't real. Numbers aren't real. Neither is time. Time is for babies. Hashtag classic. Oh, you're so cute. Quoting me. I love you. Oh, I love that. Oh, so this is just the beginning of the best new addition to our Howard Stern clan. The Molly McAleer clan. Whatever. We'll figure out a name for it. I don't want I it's an, I don't want like a Justin Bieber fan nickname. We're not. This is a family nickname. We need a family like for my human accessories here. All right, here's that interview right now. Hey, I'm speaking. Hey, it's Molly. Hey, Molly, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm awesome. Good golly, Miss Molly. Oh, I haven't heard that one before. I'm so no, glad new. you said it. <laughs> yeah, that's new. That's new. Um, it's uh, yeah, from a black guy. He told me specifically to say this. I did. But, uh, hon, you don't have a yeah. song about your name. Abong is a very untraditional name here. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and uh, fill me in on your family, what you're all about? Awesome, awesome. And my mother's maiden name is, uh, no, I'm kidding. I am, uh, it's Nigerian. So my parents are Nigerian. Uh, I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Uh, that's where I grew up. And so I didn't Canadian. know you were Canadian. Yeah, does that change anything? You're going to hang up on me now? No, I love Canadian people. We have a huge yeah. Canadian following. Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> no. Um, oh. <laughs> a lot of Brazilians, but not really so much Canadians. But I do love Canadians. So you came here from Canada when? When you were 18? 
Yeah, actually, yeah, I went to college. I went to a small Christian school in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Calvin College. Okay. And My yeah, best friend is basketball. from Grand Rapids, actually. My old roommate, Sarah, grew up in Grand Rapids, and we were obsessed with you when you were on Real Housewives of D.C., so it all kind of circles back. Well, I was going to say, I was thinking about this before. Do you know how I found you? I Yes, because I wrote a post maybe about two years before you found it because yeah. I mean yeah. you were you were quite the topic of conversation in our house for quite some time people would come over like we would tweet about you every week like whether or not there was going to be an Avon sighting like we just love you so that's Holy I know shit. that's how you found me well I mean I hate to say it but you stood out like you <laughs> were the what are you six five you're gigantic yeah yeah, yeah so you're I am very I am tall handsome black man that was dating a short older white woman and yeah. so, like that's you know that turned some heads and we were very fascinated by you now, you know what? I'm really flattered by that. But and you're absolutely right. Like I just did a random self Google search back then, and I saw the I saw the post you read you wrote, and I was like, holy shit! Like how come I never found this before? And I just I was I was just so like I'm always honestly this is the truth. I'm always humble because even until today, I still people still recognize me from the show. It's been like five years, right? And people still I'll be on a plane somewhere like over you know over the over, you know over the country, and like you look familiar. I'm like, oh. Why? And they're like, you're on that TV show. And it happens like literally <laughs> once a month. Like literally, religiously. It was only one season of DC, but I have to say that it's still one of my favorite parts of the franchise. And I miss it all the time because I loved those ladies. Aww. There was so much scandal, uh, but in, an, <laughs> in a truly classy way. Like most of the housewives, yeah. I feel like, are a little fucked up but you yeah. they were all all the dc housewives were class acts except for those salahis or whatever their yeah. last names were well the funny thing with them is they that's what people don't realize is uh people think that they're doing this for the show but they they've been doing what they were, they were doing for years like i knew them for years i actually i knew them and that's how they would behave they would crash events and crash parties and and crash things over like a 10 year period. But people, it was only, it was, it was insular. It was like, you know, within the beltway. So nobody really gave a shit. And then when they did it on the show, when they did the White House, that just became this, you know. National security thing. issue. Yeah. 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 But, but, but look, look at the balls. Like how, like how, like how, that's not even delusion. It's almost brilliance because most people don't feel that uh, they're kind of they, they subscribe to authority. So to them, if you believe that you if you belong, if you believe that you belong there, you will act accordingly. And when you act accordingly, people will you know will say, oh yeah, sure, because you're acting this way. Of course, come in. Absolutely, and so. that's a great piece of advice. By the way, so I want to mention really quickly that the way that. I kind of was like, oh, he'd be great on the show, was not only did you just retweet something from the Please Advise account, but I was like, it looks like he's doing some, like, inspirational business stuff. I wouldn't say, like, I don't know. not I don't, I'm not, like, familiar with, like, the Tony Robbins world or anything, but it does seem mm -hmm. like you're doing some inspirational speaking and talking about business and even just what you just said right now, that if you walk in and you – act like you belong somewhere people believe you and going through your Instagram just this morning there's 15 second video clips that you do with little 
bursts of inspiration that I think would be great for some of our listeners to hear, especially a lot of our young listeners who are starting new businesses, starting new jobs, just graduating college. We have a lot of people that listen to the show that have reached the age of, you know, 25, 30, 35, and are now thinking about canning their current career and going after their dream. And I thought that that would be something that you'd be really great at speaking to. Oh, uh, again, I'm humbled again that you brought that up because uh, funny thing, funny enough, I started doing this maybe a little less than a year ago. I started doing it because the 15 second Instagram, I call them inspirational Instagrams. Yes. And I, I just come up with the idea. Like I come up with whatever I'm going to say the day of, actually not even the day of, the, like, like 30 seconds before I actually do it. Right. So I, I try to do it in the moment whenever I think of whatever. I'm, and I'm, I'm into the self-development thing personally, but there's a reason why that is because no, I'll tell you my quick story in a second. I said how how I got this place and how I got Please. this book and everything. But but um, if you basically the, the the bare bones belief is if you don't believe like our, our beliefs shape us. To, if you have a limiting belief, you will not do the things necessary to break through those. So if you believe that you'll never lose weight or you'll never meet a loved one or never meet you know, someone to date or any of these things, or never you'll never do the job that you believe or the the income you want, you will never do the things that are required to get anywhere close to that. And then it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so I started realizing these things and I started, people would always like randomly, because I, I talked to somebody like, oh, God, that's inspiring. Thanks so much. And, and then I started doing it for myself because sometimes I'd hit, you know, times in which I like sort of contracted, like, holy cow, why am I stagnant on this, like, this project or anything else? And so I started doing this, talking to myself, like in the mirror, like for 15 seconds. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, let me, sh- let me share this on Instagram. And I started doing it on Instagram and I literally get emails at least once a week from somebody randomly saying, thanks so much, if, you know, something you said at this time did something for me here and so it, it, it kind of, and it kind of inspires me to keep going I think that's great I think it's great and I think that you know people have to understand that especially like it's just what you said like when someone is speaking from an inspirational place and I can you know speak to this a little bit because I give people advice yet my life is far from perfect I just do believe <laughs> that putting positive energy out there even if you're not currently always able to practice it 100 percent it is about like repeating those mantras and putting out a positive energy into the universe and convincing yourself uh of these truths um making it true you know and i really liked something you said today about um it's not about like it's about putting the things that you know into practice it was something like that. It was about um, once you make a decision, you have to start implementing that, those decisions into your life and in those actions in your life. And I think that that's really important because a lot of people talk about how they want to do something and how they're quote unquote working on this, but like they don't actually do the work. And it can be as simple as sending an email or reaching out to someone and just manifesting a potential friendship between you, which would later lead to a business connection. Um, you talked about servitude, about how you have to come from a place of service in order to kind of earn the respect of a lot of the people that you're going to want to be around and to be networking with and be on their level. You have to start from a place of service. I thought that that was great. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me that that that's, I mean, that's every time you say this, I'm kind of like, I'm sound like cheering up, but it's, it's it's because 
you know, the funny thing is, it's very similar when you go to like a networking event or even like a dating situation when you meet somebody. If you come from a place of neediness, like no one's interested in you. Like it's right. like it's almost like a homeless person. Hopefully, homeless people aren't listening to this podcast, but like a homeless person listening to <laughs> on a corner. I don't know. I don't mean like regular homeless, but I'm like the homeless who are like on something. They smell like pee and booze, and they're on a the corner asking for change. And you don't like even if you had you know thousands of pennies in your pocket, you won't give it to them because there's something about um, neediness that kind of we find repulsive in general. Not the not the person, it's just the idea of neediness. It, it seems kind of repulsive. It's evolutionary. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So as a result, if you try to help people, what ends up happening is, and I noticed this in my life, when you, when, I, when I tried to, like in these years, over a decade, or like 15 years of this, when you start trying to help somebody, even something very small and, and minor, once you start trying to help somebody, they will, they will, they'll love your hustle. They'll, they'll bend over backwards to reciprocate or try and help you out or introduce you to somebody. And then you start to forget about what you need. And then what ends up happening is you get what you exactly whatever you want later on down the line, and it tends to be exponentially what you originally wanted. That that's exactly right. We have a great example of that kind of in house. Our intern Chrissy went from just being someone that like helped me run my errands and like keep my life organized. And now not only is she a producer on the podcast, but she uh, is, has a full-time job writing for a website that I helped set her up with. And that's, it's because I, my heart bleeds for how helpful and wonderful she's been to me and how hard her work has been. Um, that doesn't, go unnoticed so I think it's I think that you're 100% right that it's really about coming from a place of how can I help and positivity and uh, can do like attitude is everything in life yeah Yeah. everybody wants that everybody wants to be around that person who says and it's not about like being you know almost comedic uh, positively you know being very positive in a comedic way like the person that's kind of annoying but it's just thinking that, okay, I'm going through some problems, but there's a way I can always help. And one thing I want also that you brought up that kind of reminded me of something was, I always tell people that you're always, you're enough. Like most yes. people think they have to read, they have to like get to a certain level or read something or have acquire something in order for them to be able to go to another level. But what they don't realize is that they are, they're more than enough. And like they can get to where they need to be, but they have to start with who they are because what they have is plenty, you know, like they have, whatever they have is enough to get started. And it's not about, like what you said about, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm in a perfect life. No one does. I, the stuff that I talk about on Instagram, I struggle with that myself. Right. But not as much as the average person. That's the difference. Um, and every successful person I've ever met, I, met, I spend time with millions of people who are multimillionaires, tens of millions of dollars. They go through the exact same thing. Yes. But they don't go through it as long as the average person or as much as the average person. And yes. I think that's where the difference is. And, they, and they're never going to be, I'm not perfect. I, I'm far from perfect. I don't even... I don't give a shit to be perfect because if I'm not, if I don't struggle through some things, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna become a better person as a result of it. Like I'm just trying to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Like that's who I've evolved to in the last couple of years. Like I don't even, like again, because look, in the last, I'm I'm turning forty in, in three weeks, right? Congratulations, and, you made it. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um and 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 <laughs> no, I'm excited. Like but every day I wake up with like a joy. I'm just fact that I'm alive and that I have the chance to get one step closer to whatever I want to do because I've had people, like I lost my dog last summer. I've had friends who died, you know, from cancer, young, like early 30s. I've had people die from, like, I know people I've known who just died randomly, like jogging in the street like a year ago. A friend of mine was just jogging before going to work and she got hit by a car and died. Like just random stuff, right? right? And then you realize these people all had plans for the future. 
And everybody has a plan for the future, so they put off stuff beginning, you know, believing they're going to be around forever. Well, not forever, but long, long enough. But your life will, like, just look, I, I, you're in your 20s, right? I'm assuming you're in your, I think you're in your 20s. I, I just turned 31. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all. You look, you look, you look so young. And, yeah. and, and you, you do this, which is awesome, because, you know, that's usually if you live in a place with a lot of sun. Anyways, I have baby. I know, right? I'm anyway. covered in SPF. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome sauce, you know. But the thing is, you get a lot of vitamin D, which is great. And, but the thing is, if you, like, we, we put off all the stuff, and we believe that we have time. And because you put shit off, you don't take the time to take the steps to get towards your goal. And then what ends up happening is you just, you go, like your life go, like I'm turning 40. And I just remember yesterday I was, I had my 30th birthday and look how quickly 10 years has passed. Yeah. And next thing you know, you'll be 50 and then 60 and then you're like, where's my time gone? Yeah. So, I mean, just shit, just do, do the stuff that you want to do. Just find out how to do it and then just try to do it. That's awesome. I, that's, is very inspiring and very true and something that I think we all need to be reminded of all the time to be honest because it's so easy to just get caught up in what you're even doing tomorrow and forget about today that's a huge thing um we have to wrap it up but I do want to see if you would maybe like to leave us with one ultimate piece of advice you would recommend to a young person starting a new business um or starting out in a new career that wants to really awesome. knock it out of the park. Awesome. Um, if you're starting a new business, pick up my book. It's written really, I mean, I, I, there's just one more thing I'm going to add to that, but it's written um, as if I'm talking to you. So it's not, like, I'm not just academic nonsense. It's to give you the steps to get started. And not, so you don't have to worry about like business plans and other bullshit. Yeah. And, um, and then the second thing is if you're going into career, anything you want to do in this life, um, this is going to be into my next book, but there's, there's, the, the thing I tell people is you have to be very specific in what you want. Too many people in life are vague. And because you're vague, your mind, literally something called your reticular activation system, won't focus on it intently and you get distracted. And then the other thing is you have to find out how the system or the process works. Everything in life has a process. Everything. It doesn't matter. Like, like, a, like a glass started out as, great, as grains of sand. And then from, from that, there was a process to get it to an actual glass or a tumbler, right? Right. So everything in life has a process, and you're never going to be the first person to do whatever it is that you want to do. Someone else has done it before. Someone's failed, but a lot of people have been successful in it. Find out who those people are. Find out how you can be, how you can like um, get them as mentors, and and you can do that by by like for example like what like Christina does for you. You know whether helping them, uh, you know being being gracious and being a, a, a servitude. A, Chrissy a just servitude. yeah, Chrissy just reached out to me over Twitter. I think. Six. And and I um yeah, I mean obviously I didn't hire her off of Twitter. We met in person and we spoke in on the phone and everything <laughs> before. But yeah, I, I was quite taken with this young girl that was very aggressively eager to help, um, in a chill way at the same time. Um And look where she ended up because of you, because you like like I followed your I thought after we after I found out who you were, I mean I love what you're doing. You're a writer, you're phenomenal. You're people who would love to do what you're doing and you're living your dream. And I, I literally am I'm enamored with your career and what you're kind I mean shit. So I, I always I once once like once a month I go watch the your thing on your site and I, I'm I'm in literally in love with you know, the thing where you say with your dog, numbers aren't real, neither is time, time is for babies. I literally just repeat that randomly like a, like a kid. People look at me like I'm nuts. Oh, but I, I, lo- love I, literally, I, I love that so much. And so the last thing I want to add is you have to do massive action. The average person will do shit. They will talk a bunch of shit, but they won't do shit with their lives. And that's because they don't, they don't have the discipline to take the action. 
when I wrote this book, I got I got hundreds of no's. I got over 200 no's from literary, from literary agents. I literally took me two and a half years to get a book deal. I was writing proposals every night when I came in from work, and I, I sent emails to 250 different people. I was not going to be. No one's going to say no to me. I was going to. I was going to overcome the no's by amounts of massive action. You have to do the exact same thing if you want to get anything you want in this life. That's absolutely right, and that's where I have to say that, like, what you know. When you say, look what you did for Chrissy, it's no, it's look what Chrissy did for herself. Like, you know, it's absolutely, absolutely the truth. And um, I can't wait to pick up. I know we are getting a copy of your book sent, but I can't wait to like just pick it up and get really into it. We're going to add it to our Please Advise Hall of Fame. I can't wait. Yay! And look, if you need anything from me, if you need me to be on, you need me to do it, promote your, your shit, you just let me know. I will do anything I can in my power to to make sure whatever I can do to help you can help. I, and I sincerely mean that. Like, I'm just, again, I I'm just happy that you take the time to have me. I love you. Like, I just, I'm Yay! obsessed with your energy. You're fabulous. I think everyone here is in a little bit of a love affair with you right now. So you're just so fabulous. Aww. And we definitely Thank would you. love to have you back now that our listeners have heard you. You guys, please send in questions for Abong. We'll, we would love to have you back and we'll make sure to do a special call with you if you're available because you're awesome, dude. Yes. Yeah. Me when. <laughs> okay. Done. Have a beautiful day and stay blessed. You too. All right. Uh, Bye, I sweetheart. will. Thank you so much. Bye, All sweetheart. Right. <laughs> Bye, Do you not just love? I just loved him. I just love him. Christina, didn't you love him? I like I didn't know who he was before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is like interesting because you fan out when there's like reality. Right. Stuff. But he like had really great advice. He was very genuine and like I was inspired after listening to your call. Absolutely. He vibes on a high energy like Ed. I would say he has that high Ed energy that like very few people achieve that energy. I think that he might have that. It's a zest for life. It's a light. Yeah, it's a light. There's a light that comes from Abong and from Ed. Maybe it's the letter E. I wonder we if don't know. we should set him up. I wonder if he's single. Oh my God, Christina, you should date Abong. That would be amazing. <laughs> Christina and Avong for president. I love that. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Oh, you could be like a DC wife. Um, okay, so you guys can call us for calls if you have calls for Avong because we're gonna have him back on the show to talk about your specific needs because I think he has some like just smart little wisdom so you can say if you can listen to my fucking bullshit you can definitely check him out too Um, and just send us your updates uh, and your calls at 323-450-7408 and you can email us questions too at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com and of course we'll take your questions over Twitter the Tumblr ask box what are we going to do we're feeling very accepting in 2015 I used to be a real bitch let's take our next call Hey, Miles. It's Rachel. Um, I've called a couple times before, but I, for some reason, always get really nervous when the beat goes off and have sounded like a crazy person in the past. But um, I realized that I have real questions to ask you, not just the bullshit ones that I've asked before. Uh, my friend and I, my best friend, her name also happens to be Rachel, uh, we get along really well. We're very similar. We like to smoke together. We chill all the time. We're in the same sorority, et cetera. But there always comes a time, and it seems to happen in the spring, where we just start butting heads. We just don't talk to each other. We get each other upset, but we don't, like, acknowledge why it's happening. We just kind of brush it under the rug until the next time that blows up in our faces. Um, recently, I felt like she just wanted to hang out with 
more of the other girls in our sorority. I recently moved out of the house and into my own apartment, and I feel like she doesn't feel like she needs to make the effort that I have been making with her. And I just don't really know how to approach this. Like, what's the best way? Is it best that we have, like, an all-out brawl where it's very aggressive people and have kind of similar dominating personalities where that usually ends up in a bigger blow-up? Or is there just a better way to approach this? Or are we just not compatible to be as close to friends as we try to be? It's not that I don't love her and, like, think she's really, really great and one of my best friends, but it's just really we don't seem to get each other sometimes, and I'm just wondering how to remedy that. Uh, Please advise. I think that you should definitely just not talk to her for a while and see what, what happens. I think that you need to give her space and time. And figure it out from there. You know that if this is a cycle for you guys, I don't think that you guys are going to go the distance. I've had friendships like this before where it seems like just once in a blue moon, like especially times around emotional tension, you guys are in college. So you're dealing every spring, you're like dealing with finals and getting ready to leave again for the summer and like the changes of not being in class all the time and whatever, like are your fucking romantic relationships going to continue through the summer like these are questions that everyone's asking themselves in the spring in college now it just seems like she doesn't have immediate access to you to like take shit out on so like she's probably just not i i don't know like i don't i i i think that i think she's just gonna give her space and see if she comes back and saying like hey like i really miss you and then maybe there's room for an honest conversation but i don't think that having a crazy blowout where you guys say things to each other that like you can't unsay or that cannot be unheard that stuff is just really dangerous I think it's really dangerous and it's always better to continue to let yourself have a little breathing room because you could destroy something that's important to you by like hastily trying to take care of it and wrap it up and put a little bow on it you guys don't talk for a little while I'm sure that you have other friends I'm sure that when the two of you are in the same room that you know without being like weird or overly forceful about it like you will wind up standing next to her talking or something you guys just might not be as close as you were and um that's that's for time to decide but just know that the things that you can do are just be chill take call some other friends call up some other girlfriends maybe it's time to find a new group of friends i know that a sorority is like a built-in group of people but you don't have to be best friends with all of them you can go like get involved in another activity or like revisit a friendship from another year that like you haven't kept up with that you maybe miss or something but just definitely don't cheat yourself cheat yourself of this very important time in your life which is like the most fun you're ever gonna fucking have like you're not paying for shit like your life's awesome you're in a fucking sorority like someone's probably paying for those dues that's not you like you have your own apartment who you probably don't pay for that either like i mean you know, just like your life is awesome what the fuck's going on like I, I can't even tell you how much fun i had in college and how much i wish these were my this was my life like i would kill to have a friend with the same name as me who like i sometimes disagree with and like we are both like fiery I would fucking murder for that to be my biggest problem. You have no idea, Rachel. I would love it. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have that problem. I'm just saying, like, it gets worse. Life gets a lot fucking worse in some ways. And you have, like, this fantastic luxury of being around, like, a a gigantic pool of people of your same, like, 
same age that are all like attractive and young and fabulous and you should be like worried about them and not like same name girl who's like hating on you whatever just don't be obsessed with her you know like you're not i'm just saying but like don't obsess over her i should say all right girl um that was our last call today on please advise you guys again call us with your updates call us with your new calls we need to hear from you it's a very important part of the show i don't know if you've noticed but we play you guys calls so it's 323-450-7408 you can email us at askpleaseadvise@gmail.com. follow us on all sorts of social twitter tumblr instagram where please advise some variation of it plz underscore advise on twitter um soundcloud.com slash please advise it's one place where we host our show we love it when you guys listen there because sometimes we get a little bit of ad money i don't know if you want to hear about that but i'm gonna be honest with you i like i like a little bit of money i'm not i'm american and i just need it really bad so <laughs> um yeah that's how to make it here um you guys please rate us on itunes leave a review it's very, also a very important part of us getting our lives and, you know, hopefully getting that nature box money. Remember, go to naturebox.com slash PLZ advise and just hit refresh a shitload of times because um, we're going to get nature box to send me my fucking sriracha cashews. No matter if it's the last thing I fucking do. Oh, my goddamn sriracha cashews. I know. They're, okay, so oh wait, we have Kelsey here, by the way, who we completely have just abused this entire time. First, we're like, you have to sit in the corner. And then we were like, oh, wait, no, we're not doing a guest on this one. Okay, come sit at the table. Okay, wait, do you want to read this letter? Psych, I should read this letter because it's about some scandalous ass group of friends and a pregnancy like rumor this, this it just has been a lot for her and she's moving to la soon and i've been like handing her pieces of paper and then ripping them out of her hands and i'm like welcome to la this is literally what the next however many years of your life are going to be like your no life, the no, rest of your life no the next not even oh, few years it could be nine years honey it takes some people <laughs> what about but john ham stuck around you could you could have a john but that's i'm saying like that's, that's why you can't ever give up you can't ever give up. I love it when people move home. That's my favorite is when someone moves home. I'm like, good, because you didn't want to be here. And I need to be here. And I need people to listen to my podcast on SoundCloud. It's very important to me. I'm going to be super, super rich really, really soon. Um, We're laughing because we know the wealth is coming our way. Yeah. So it's hilarious <laughs> to us. Yes. We're we're rich in that way. And also, um, we were thinking about selling t-shirts for you guys. If you guys are into it, um, tweet at us with like different things that you might want to see on a please advise t-shirt. We might just do our logo, but we definitely know that we want to get you guys cute t-shirts. Really cute. Like I don't want to just I don't want to be a conversation like, starter. A conversation, yeah. I call them conversation shirts. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do that. So, oh, we have a question. I want to ask a question of the week to all of my listeners. Thank you for chiming in. Yes, it was racist. That seemed to be the overwhelming response about it was racist to ask your Korean friend to um, decipher blurry pictures of a sushi menu. And yeah, that that is racist. A lot of people are saying. Um, and then we also heard a lot of people saying that they don't care what's going on with Bruce Jenner. And I don't care what's going on with Bruce Jenner either. I have to say, I've actually gotten really sad about it recently. Like, if my mood has changed from, like, slightly delighted and confused and maybe a little titillated to, like, 
I'm deeply like starting to get pretty deeply depressed about it now because it's too much. Like this poor fucking man won five Olympic medals, like had a really confusing career at a time where like you could actually be a real celebrity from being a Olympic athlete. Like that was like considered a worthy enough thing. His daughter sucks a dick, becomes 20 bajillion. His stepdaughter sucks a dick, becomes 20 bajillion times more famous than someone who like actually has done something in his life. They fucking bully him for years like, stick him in that plastic Barbie box on the Christmas card. Like, here, you go in here, you little fucking doll freak. And then buy him a house out in Malibu. And they're like, why don't you just hang out here? You know what? Things are really busy up at the Calabasas house. Why don't you just go hang out here? And he's like, okay. And he, like, brings all his little fucking mechanical trucks down to the beach and lives a really, like, probably pleasant life. But... I, I just like he's gone through it. And if the man wants to have a fucking ponytail and some nail polish, why I, I can't make that my business anymore. It's starting to make me really sad. I feel I feel like it's a, we've crossed into Bynes territory and now we're just like just picking on someone. Um, but anyway, Kelsey's here and she's going to rant about something <laughs> that's bothering her right now. And uh, do you have a little bit of a free advice for us? Oh, God, I'm not ready yet. But uh, let me see. Kelsey, I have an idea <laughs> for some, some free advice. So Kelsey okay. and I, if this wasn't clear before, know each other because we met in college in New Jersey and I stalked her. Yes. into being my friend like I found none her in of my that class. was said like I not, walked into none. the well, computer lounge and she said she liked my books <laughs> and then from yeah. there it was magic someone said I think you said that oh this is Chrissy's friend from New Jersey but just Stalker. to be clear I've stalked everyone at this table into being a part, <laughs> a part of, of my, my life Baz we talked about that with Avon yeah that's oh, really good. Just, we said yeah. we were like I was like Chrissy just like fucking pulled up and was like hi I want to work with you and I was like okay I touched you a lot and then Avon was like look at all you've done for Chrissy and I like I wanted to like play with him a a little bit but I couldn't be brought to do that because I wanted to be like do you agree that I've kind of saved Chrissy's life like you would say that I'm kind of her savior and that she owes me a Panera lunch ASAP I've been a telling Red Bull she needs to take me to Panera to thank me for her thought catalog job yeah I need to take Molly and this get is her my three bread bowls I want to go to fucking Panera and so I'm going to figure out a person I can manipulate into doing that by convincing them that they owe me something so as opposed to just fucking walking to Panera and buying my own sandwich I've been doing a long con on Chrissy where I'm manipulating her into buying me this year a turkey club that I want I love the turkey club too it's Black so beans. good one day I will save someone's life and they will buy me there you go the turkey club so I know Kelsey from college because oh, I stalked her to be my friend this is true. and that's all I was saying and mm -hmm. the other night we were at a bar and our mutual Ooh, friend yes. introduced us to this guy and we're not going to name him we're not going to out someone who I definitely doesn't to. listen to this podcast because <laughs> he's a wasp but he had a very waspy name he was wearing popped collars and he was trying to hit on Kelsey by negging Emma Watson. He was like, yeah. I've only ever seen two girls look this good with short hair. Kelsey has a chic bob. And she was like, he goes, <laughs> I've only ever seen two people look this good with short hair. And it's you and Emma Watson. And I just laughed at him because like, like, how is that? supposed to be a really great compliment like the way he yeah. was saying I think was that like, is a compliment no but Am the I way wrong? he was saying then, it was then like then he goes what's your story what's your what's story? your deal i was like i don't oh, know what my story no, is like he was that. just being Please. very like i'm me and you know those guys that just walk into bars and they're like hello like and just act like you're supposed to be grateful to be in their presence yeah. and to be grateful for a compliment that's like women don't look good with short hair 
Just I mean, you and one true. other girl. No one asked his fucking opinion about whether or not he likes short hair. Exactly. But I do think that that's his weird way of trying to be- give a compliment. He's stupid. So maybe I'm just, yeah, I know. Guys are no, just- the rest of it sounded pretty <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Kelsey, have you experienced a lot of guys being like, oh, this is so chic about you and yeah, other women very suck thrown at off by the short hair. I used to have very long hair and then now it's short and it's a totally different color. And people are very confused by the short hair. They don't know what to make of it. It's very interesting. It's like I like to call it a social. It's a social. It's like what's that word when you're like a social game. You're like a social like, experiment. Yes, yeah, social yeah. experiment. The short hair. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't have to be. But right? it's, it throws people off. It's very strange. What's the meanest? Like, is that like the meanest thing anyone said to you? Like, have you heard anything mean? Or is like, what's the reaction? Well. Because it's the cutest haircut. I've been talking about it this whole time. I know <laughs> people I don't know I, I just think like um fuck um are you allowed to curse on these yeah <laughs> I think we said cunt six times uh, so yeah, there you go well now you did I believe there was a bean mentioned um no beans bean I don't dip. know I think people just kind of compare you to what you, maybe you had been and then they they don't change freaks people out yeah yeah i don't know it's weird and anything that's different yeah freaks people i mean that's all people do is walk around the world and point at things and be like that's different than what me me. or what i expect like that's like 90 percent of like instagram jokes are like all those like little memes or just someone doing something that's different like i saw a blind guy the other day um with like punk green hair and i was thinking to myself i really hope to god like no one did that to him to be mean but i was like but even if they did, it's not mean because maybe like he gets ahead in life from having a unique style. As a blind Asian True. guy, he needs an edge. Blind Asian guy with green hair. Neon green. Like yeah. it was like a yeah. This one goes out to that girl who was asking about writing advice, because look at the story there. Like you just invented a story around a stranger you saw for like two seconds. I love him. So I'm I a- guess I'm being a little hard on this bro at the bar, but I think just when you're coming to spit game at a girl, maybe just don't be like, this is so different and strange. What's up? Yeah. Is my take. I guess maybe I'm too picky because I'm a recovering addict or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week, you guys. You've been amazing as always. I just fucking love you. Thanks for everyone here for partic- participating today, for having fun. Go see the boy next door. Bring your friends. Get your life. It'll be really fun. Maybe, like, have a few drinks or something and be like, hey, or something. I don't know how you do it. All right. Um, talk to y'all. Bye. <laughs>